0: Hello and welcome everybody to the F1 Show. I'm your host Stefan G, and you're tuning in to episode 30, German Grand Prix Saturday Review. Sebastian Vettel claimed pole position for the German Grand Prix, while Formula 1 title rival Lewis Hamilton was only 15th after stopping with a gearbox problem in Q1. The Ferrari driver held pole position after the first runs in Q3 with all drivers and Ultrosufs but faced a challenge from the remaining Mercedes of their Bottles in the second runs. Was briefly claimed pole position with a lap of 1 minute 11.416 seconds, helped by a mighty run through the stadium section. But Vettel, who was faster in the first two sectors before losing a quarter of a second to Bottas in the final sector, did enough to take pole by 0.204 seconds on his final lap. The second Ferrari of Kimi Raikkonen was third, 0.335 seconds after Vettel, having again looked like a potential threat for pole position. He made a mistake at turn 12 on his first run that cost around three tenths after he hit the inside curb then couldn't quite find the pace on his second run. Red Bull driver Max Verstappen was fourth, just under 3 tenths behind Raikkonen and benefited from the absence of Hamilton. Hamilton was ordered to stop on his second Q1 run after losing gear selection which followed immediately after Hero and wide in turn 1. In rejoining, he struck the rumble strip at the exit of the corner which kicked the car up and appeared to cause a problem that manifested itself on the run to turn 2, although he reported subsequently said the problem had appeared before this moment. Hamilton attempted to get the car back to the pits but eventually stopped at turn 10, after being ordered to do so by the team. Currently 15 thanks for setting a time good enough to escape Q1 before the problem, he will move up a place thanks to Daniel Ricciardo's penalties, subject to incurring any grid drops himself. Haas pairing Kevin Magnussen and Roman Grosjean locked out the third row with fifth and sixth with their lead Renault of Nico Hülkenberg missing out on splitting the pair by 16 hundredths of a second. The second Renault of Carlos Sainz was 8th, ahead of the suburb of Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez's Force India. Fernando Alonso was quickest of those eliminated in Q2 in 11th place, with a gap of 6 tenths to Paris ahead in that segment of qualifying. That put him ahead of Williams driver Sergei Sirotkin, who posted the team's best qualifying results since April's Azerbaijan Grand Prix in 12th place. Zauber driver Marcus Eriksson was 13th and slowest of those to set a time in Q2 after causing a 9-minute red flag period when he spun into the gravel at turn 13 left-hander. Ericsson was able to dig himself out of the gravel but in doing so pulled it onto the track and led to the session being stopped two minutes later. After his second run, the Swedes suggested that he lost grip on his final qualifying attempt and speculated he might have sustained some minor damage when he hit a curb. Esteban Ocon was bumped into the drop zone late in Q1 when forcing new teammate Perez improved on his second push lap on his second set of ultra O'Connor went into qualifying with only one drive free practice session under his belt, having set out FP1 to allow Nicholas Latifi to drive, then being hit by rain in FP3. Toros pair Pierre Gasly and Brennan Hartley were 17th and 18th, separated by 3 tenths of a second. Lance was 19th, while Stoffel Van Dorn's trouble the weekend continued as he brought up the rear, 2 tenths lower than the Williams driver. Here is a starting grid for the German Grand Prix after penalties have been applied. First, Sebastian Vettel. Second, Valtteri Bottas. Third, Kimi Raikkonen. Fourth, Max Verstappen. Fifth, Kevin Magnussen. Sixth, Roman Grosjean. Seventh, Nico Hülkenberg Eighth, Carlos Sainz. Ninth, Charles Leclerc. Tenth, Sergio Perez. Eleventh, Fernando Alonso. Twelfth, Sergei Sirotkin Thirteenth, Marcus Eriksson. Fourteenth, Louis Hamilton. Fifteenth, Esteban Ocon. 16th, Pierre Gasly 17th, Brendan Hartley 18th, Lance Stroll 19th, Stoffel van Dorn. 20th, Daniel Ricciardo Lewis Hamilton's hydraulics had failed before here and wide at Turn 1 during qualifying for the German Grand Prix. Although a heavy cloud across the kerbs on the exit initially appeared to have caused the hydraulic issues that stopped him during Q1 to leave him 14 on the grid the world champion suspected his steering had already lost power before that moment. Asked by Sky if the curb strike had caused the problem, Hamilton said, "No, we used the curb the same every lap. We got to the curb and just before the curb the steering broke, so that was the issue." Although Mercedes boss Toto Wolff initially believed that Hamilton's hydraulics had broken after he hit the curb, a subsequent investigation confirmed that the issue was as the driver described. A team spokesman said, "We had the failure at turn one as Lewis ran the normal curb, which all the drivers use in that stage of qualifying." Then, with failed power steering as a result of the hydraulic failure, he had the jumping moments that were seen on TV and which people understandably thought might have been the cause of the issue, but were in fact a consequence of it. Despite coming back from the field to finish second Silverstone a fortnight ago, Hamilton is not convinced a repeat charge is on the cards this time out. At a track like this, not really, no, he said, this is one of the worst ones for overtaking, I will do what I can from there. Although Hamilton's teammate Valtteri Bottas was able to secure a spot on the front row of the grid, Wolff said Mercedes was lacking against Ferrari on both the car and engine front. It was a mega lap, particularly the last sector, he said. He put it all together but it was at the moment not good enough performance-wise, we just need to get the car and the engine onto a higher level. At the moment we're losing onto the straights but I don't want to sound sore about it, we just need to improve, said Wolff. Mercedes Formula One boss Toto Wolf says his team was losing as much as half a second to Ferrari on the straights during qualifying for the German Grand Prix. Ferrari has shown an impressive pace since its latest power unit upgrade was introduced in Canada, and the consistent good form of customer teams Haas and Sauber has provided further evidence of the step that has been made. The Scuderia's Championship leader Sebastian Vettel took pole in Germany, nearly three tenths ahead of Mercedes driver Valtteri Bottas. I've heard Christian Horner, Red Bull team boss, complaining the last 4 years about straight line speed so I don't want to go there," said Wolf when asked about Ferrari's advantage but as a matter of fact, it's where we last out today, they have a great power unit, a huge performance. We were looking good through all kinds of corners but we were not able to manage their straight line performance. Valtteri was exceptional in the third sector, this is why we were close to pole position. We just have to look at things and try to improve. Lewis Hamilton, whose qualifying was compromised by a hydraulics failure, offered an initial estimate of Ferrari's straight line advantage at 3 tenths of a second. Asked about Hamilton's assertion, Wolf said, to be precise, it was 5 tenths on the straights. It's not expected, but in F1 you need to expect everything, and we need to find out how we can increase our power output, and not one single second I want to look at Ferrari, I want to look at ourselves, look at Mercedes and say, is there anything we have missed? How can we increase our power output from the ICE? or electrically from the battery or from the H, whatever we can look at, in order to have more power. Because if we want to win this championship or stay in the hunt in this championship, we've got a severe warning today in terms of what we have seen. Wolf said he was impressed by Fara's development and noted that Kimi Raikkonen still has the old spec V6 in his car, which means that the performance must be coming from other areas. Yeah, it it is a worry, but we have seen already they are capable of doing it, pretty much within a few races, independent from the power unit, because one car, the Raikkonen car still has the first spec in the car has a new spec in the car and they've brought new bits to the track today that they've put into all ferrari powered cars and all of them bar one made it into q3 so that is an extraordinary or really exceptional development and if others are capable of achieving that we need to be capable of achieving that and looking at all avenues the legality of ferrari's hybrid system has been the subject of considerable debate and the one race director charlie whiting and the other FIA representatives visited the mercedes home today to discuss power unit issues However, Wolf insisted that he would rather focus on his own team's shortcomings. As about the meeting Wolf said, the exchange you're having with the AFA and some of the other teams or any manufacturers is on a regular basis. It's more visible if you do it on a weekend on track in the motorhome but it's completely regular business to discuss various technical topics. Max Verstappen says he took Hockenheim's turn 1 flat on his final run in qualifying on Saturday and therefore became the first Formula 1 driver ever to do so. The Dutchman who qualified fourth for Sunday's German Grand Prix said he also tried to take turn 11 the right hander into the stadium section flat but in the end he had to make a tiny lift. When returning to the pits he told the team I gave it everything I had. Verstappen's feat shows us how much downforce is generated by the current F1 cars and especially the Red Bull RB14. Into the stadium I think Roman Grosjean aborted his lap, he explained so I wanted to take that corner flat, but I guess just having a bit of turbulence didn't help. But for example, sector 1 was really competitive, turn 1 was flat for example, so that was good. He confirmed that he had only attempted the defeat when it really mattered and he couldn't effect afford the mistake. I did it once, my last one, he said, you don't want to smash your floor in Q1, so you just build up to it. I asked if he had given him a buzz, he added, that was nice, yes, I don't think anyone has taken it flat. He denied that he had sounded downbeat on the radio at being only 4th. No, I wasn't depressed, I was happy with my lap. But we know that in qualifying we don't have a chance, so I just give it all ahead to at least before. Verstappen said he was not surprised by the pace of the cars ahead, given the usual benefits of the Mercedes and Ferrari powered cars derived from their qualifying modes. It's just the engine mode, very clear, he said. Well, Ferrari, you can see it's very logical, because Ferrari is quick, Haas is quick, Sauber is quick and it's always on power tracks. It just means they have a really strong engine. He added. We should be closer in the race, they cannot use that power mode they have all the time, that would bring us a little bit closer, if it's going to be enough, I'm not sure, but at least it will be a bit closer. Verstappen also revealed he wanted to qualify in Q2 and to start the race on the soft tire, but a red flag spoiled the plan and he had to join everyone else on ultra-safs in order to guarantee that he could get through to Q3, I tried to qualify on the soft, but then with the red flag I aborted and then I didn't want to take the risk of maybe losing out he said, so then I also qualified on the ultra, but yeah it was quite good that everybody was the ultra-safs. At least it's better for the start to be on the same tire. Sergio Marchione has left his role as Fiat and Ferrari CEO with immediate effect, as unexpected complications from surgery have left him unable to return to work. After a day of speculation that Marchione's successors would be appointed, a statement from Fiat confirmed that the Italian's health had deteriorated enough for immediate action to be taken. A statement said. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles communicates with profound sorrow that during the course of this week unexpected complications arose while Mr. Marchione was recovering from surgery and that these have worsened significantly in recent hours. As a consequence, Mr. Marchione will be unable to return to work. As a result of the unexpected developments, the Fiat Board elected to fast-track a succession plan that was originally being put in place for the end of this year when Marchione had been due to step down. A proposal had been put forward from Mike Manley head of the Jeep company, to be proposed as the new Fiat CEO at the next shareholders meeting. In the meantime, Manley has been given full authority to act with all the powers of the CEO in Marchione's absence. At Ferrari, Fiat heir John Elkin has been named as the new chairman and the Maranello company has it has said that he will propose to shareholders that former Philip Morris chairman Louis Carey Camilleri become the new CEO. Camilleri has already been given the powers to ensure the company's operations continue until he has been formally appointed to the role. The German Grand Prix qualifying was an exciting one to watch. Max Verstappen took turn one flat out, Lucas Hamilton had a hydraulics issue putting him 14th in the qualifying. the German Grand Prix will prove to be an exciting one. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the F1 Show, and as always, until next time, my friends.